Hey everybody, it's J-Mac. I'm excited to bring you another cool interview here on my show. This one is with Claudia Baring. You might know her on Instagram as Claudia.Baring, C-L-A-U-D-I-A dot B-E-H-R-I-N-G. Um, I was introduced to Claudia a couple months ago through a past guest, Libby Dykes. Uh, she's Iron Tika on Instagram. And uh, Claudia is Libby's coach who coached Libby to her first Ironman finish two weeks ago at Ironman Colorado, Ironman Boulder. So uh, Libby introduced me to Claudia as another as a cool coach. Checked out her website. Her coaching is C-Bar Performance, which, by the way, you have to listen to this podcast, find out what C-Bar stands for. So then I dig deeper, and I see all these pictures of Claudia doing a lot of virtual rides uh, on Zwift. And, well, before I get into that, her pedigree is pretty amazing. She's three times Ironman 70.3 Worlds qualifier, three-time Boston qualifier, five-time Ironman finisher, uh, 2015 Age Group National Championship USAT long course, uh, 2016 Team USA World Championship. She's got crazy fast Ironman PR of 10.50, crazy fast 70.3 of 4.42, um, just all these crazy accolades. And she just learned how to swim in 2012. So that's what I thought she was all about until I go on her Instagram and seeing all these indoor rides that she's doing on Zwift. So digging further, and Claudia just became the Zwift uh, national champion this past year, which allowed her to qualify her, which allowed her to qualify for the CVR World Cup, which is coming up this weekend in Vancouver. And you could follow that. Uh, on Instagram at CVR World Cup, and Claudia also rides for a team, um, a Zwift, uh, excuse me, a Zwift team called Zwift Team Draft, and they are at Ride Draft. So you know how I'm totally into Zwift and indoor training, and this is a cool conversation about someone that's actually taking it one step further and making a pretty much a career out of it and, and winning some money. Claudia is also doing a lot of outdoor races, but really was getting her geared up for this weekend's race in Vancouver at the CBR World Cup. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Claudia. Please make sure you go follow her. Again, she's Claudia.Baring on Instagram because she's going to be racing this coming weekend at the CBR World Cup. So give her a follow, cheer her on, and let's see what the future holds for Claudia. So without further ado, Claudia Baring. Good morning, Claudia. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. You're aw- well, you got your cup of coffee, so you have to be awesome. Yeah, it's the morning and I got my rocket fuel ready to take over the day. <laughs> <laughs> have you worked out yet? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> No, this morning I did some little uh, threshold interval things uh, on Zwift. <laughs> now, now, this is great. This is a great starter for our conversation. So you're in Texas. The weather is nice, but you're still riding. Yeah, you know, I ride on Zwift a lot, um, so much so that my friends are like, do you ever ride outside? Uh, but yeah, Zwift, uh, I live in Houston. It's a seriously, and you know, some people may argue with me here, but it's really not a bike-friendly city. And logistically, where I live, I have to basically go through the most congested area to get anywhere in a car if I wanted to join a group ride. 
and it just doesn't make sense for me. It takes an extra hour out of my day that I could be, say, sleeping, eating, doing whatever. <laughs> and I'd rather just like have my bike on the trainer, roll out of bed, <laughs> hop on the trainer and go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Um, that's what I, yeah, that's the great, the easiest thing about Zwift or indoor trainer. It, it probably takes just as long to get ready for a bike ride than it does to actually do it versus just rolling out and getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that and the safety factor, uh, I've seen people get hit by cars. I've had friends that have been seriously injured, um, by being hit by cars while riding a bike. So there's that extra uh, safety factor there too. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent, especially, I mean, anywhere. Um, right. I mean, we were talking offline, I'm in Connecticut and although there's some beautiful places out here, there's still a bunch of idiots in cars and uh not my basement though my basement's pretty safe <laughs> <laughs> yeah the worst thing you can happen have happen is fall off the trainer and hopefully that doesn't right. happen <laughs> the occasional big spider walking by <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you could be like me and have like you're going to wipe off all the sweat you're doing while you're <laughs> threshold intervals yeah. and your earbud goes flying across the room <laughs> and i'm like oh no <laughs> Uh, yeah, do dismount. I, <laughs> yeah, do I stop or do I keep going? So yeah. <laughs> so your background is your background cycling or is it triathlon based? So triathlon based. I uh, did my first triathlon in 2012, and I only bought a bike. Well, okay, let's go back to when I was in elementary. I had a little hoppy bike or whatever, or something with streamers on the handlebars. Sure, I was of a cyclist course. back then, but oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, in 2012, I started uh, just a couple months before I got my first bike, a road bike, and then went and did some mini sprint and then some sprint and then a half Ironman and then an Ironman. So I worked my way up and, yeah, uh, really noticed that cycling was my best of the three uh, I do pretty good in the other two but um, cycling is definitely my favorite so nowadays I ride a bike a lot more than I run and swim now I was going you know going through social just in our conversation and somewhere it said 2012 when you first started you learned to swim you did you literally learn how to swim back then also <laughs> yeah learned ha huh, that's a joke so uh i'm still learning <laughs> i think <laughs> like swimming is always a learning process no matter how great you are you still have something that you could probably improve that's like with anything though but uh yeah i went to i just randomly signed up it was in january i was like okay these new year's specials i'm gonna join this gym membership and then i just started showing up like three times a week and decided i was gonna be a swimmer luckily i found this uh older guy that basically went to the pool at the same time as me and he basically took pity on me because i was working very hard to get from one end to the other and uh, gave me some tips, and some of it was unsolicited. <laughs> but uh, eventually, I, I got a coach and got a little better since then. But uh, yeah, I kind of uh, taught myself how to swim. <laughs> so, so you have no swimming background? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, my when you look at some of my initial race results, it's like she's like the third to last in the swim. And then she's like first on the bike and first on the run. <laughs> like who is this girl <laughs> she really needs to learn how to swim <laughs> <laughs> so so what's your background is it cycling running or just athletics or none of the above 
Honestly, none of the above. I mean, when I was growing up, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, and um, we had a basketball hoop uh, attached to our garage, and occasionally I would shoot hoops, and like I had that little mountain bike, and we'd go for like a, a half an hour ride in the country, or yeah, occasionally I jogged here and there, but yeah, I really didn't uh, participate in much uh, really serious anything. I didn't go to college for anything uh, sports related, and yeah, during college I didn't work out at all, and then after college it was more like getting into a career, and mm-hmm. then just kind of saw like some people starting to run and I started running eventually and then I'm like okay I'm gonna do a triathlon and then it's all been downhill or uphill since then (laughs) (laughs) and okay so you see you see January 2012 New Year's resolution sprint try and then fast forward let's see three years you be your national champion USAT long course uh 20 was that 16 yeah 2016 I was um yeah on 2015 I was a national champion so basically the race to become national champion for long course you do a 70.3 and I won my age group in that one so that made me an age group national champion I think I was third overall in that race. I can't really remember. Uh, And then I went into the long course world champs and uh, it was exactly a year later. And that's an odd distance. It's like a 4k swim. And I think it was like a, it's like 75 miles. So I forgot how many Ks and then uh, 30k run. So it's a weird distance. And I uh, won my age group there and was third overall amateur. So yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) So how the hell do you go from learning to swim to uh, age group national championships and world championships within three years? What the, was it all cycling and running with a little bit of swimming? Ha. I wish I could tell you that it's just like <laughs> a natural thing and that I was blessed to be fast and that, you know, it's just genetics. Sure. Genetics maybe play like a certain amount, but honestly, I am determined. I grind the stone every single day and I very rarely ever, ever miss workouts. So Yes, I uh, am very competitive, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, obviously got somebody to help me with my swim, uh, and he watches at a master swim program, so I highly recommend master swim uh, classes for triathletes, because you actually swim with real swimmers, and it challenges you on a different level, mm-hmm. and then plus you have somebody standing poolside that's watching you and giving you little tips here or there, hopefully, if it's a good one. Most of the master swims are really good. Uh, it's, it's, not, then, it's not your friend from the Y that felt pity on you. It's an actual real coach now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're like, this girl can really bike and run, but her swim sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's help this girl out. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you do all this and then, you know, and, and this is, you don't, I'm tooting your own horn, so you don't have to even say anything, but three-time Boston <laughs> qualifier, three-time 70.3 world champion, uh, world champ qualifier, excuse me, uh, five-time Ironman finisher, uh, Ironman PR 1050, 70.3 PR 442, an Olympic distance PR 215. Holy crap. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, honestly, most of those PRs, when you look at the distance of most of these races, favor a strong cyclist and a decent runner, but definitely this 
And guess which one's the best of my three and my next best. <laughs> yeah, so triathlon was definitely a good uh, sport for me to get into. <laughs> so you're going through all this and you're, and you're, doing, <clears throat> you're doing well. Did you, ever, um, did you ever get your pro card? Uh, you know, no, and it was never really anything on my radar. Uh, I did have somebody when I was just like two weeks ago, they were like, you should go pro. And I'm like, uh, you know, that wasn't really anything I was trying to do for triathlon. So yeah, I, uh, I, though I would like to get more into cycling and like if pro cycling became an option, that would be something I would consider. Uh, nothing against triathlon, but I like cycling better. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, then let's go down that path because that was really how this whole conversation came about. Well, two, two it came about two ways. So, one, so you're also a coach, and it's um, CBAR mm-hmm. Performance is your company, and um, mm-hmm. you coach you coach one of my prior podcast guest Libby Dykes who's Iron Tika and um, she just finished St. George 70.3 and we were talking and she actually brought you up in our podcast conversation and so I dug a little deeper and I was like wait you just won some like Zwift national championship type thing so so yeah that was like look as impressive it is with your triathlon accolades this so this whole Zwift thing is new to me and um (laughs) But just the fact that how hardcore it is, how, you know, let's kind of just talk about that for a little while. So let's go back to when you kind of first found Zwift, where you just, you know, you wanted to cycle more and just kind of found Zwift by accident, or was there more to it? So, yeah, there's two different ways I could go with this. So I could tell you how I got started in like cycling only races and how I got started in Zwift, but So I always have been, because of where I live, I always spent so much time on the trainer and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that Zwift existed any earlier than uh, January, 2017. And so I signed up and, uh, I didn't know there was Zwift racing for the longest time. Actually, um, basically I would just go in there and program in my workouts and then knock out my workouts on the trainer, uh, through my power meter and Zwift. And basically, yeah, I made it go by a little bit more faster. And, um, I pretty much have stopped watching videos. I pretty much just watched myself race other people in Zwift, but, uh, yeah, uh, through Zwift Academy, which I didn't win, uh, I found, uh, that there was Zwift races. So I entered a couple of them. I was placed automatically in the A group and uh, it's been all uphill or downhill since then. So I joined this uh, virtual racing league. It's called CVR, which um, is basically eight weeks that they do. So they have different uh, seasons. So they do eight weeks of races and you show up at the same time and you race in different brackets. So because I was placed in the A bracket, that uh, puts me in the elite <laughs> bracket. And so I won my zone. So there's different time zones. There's six, eight, sorry, eight different time zones. And uh, if you win your A bracket, then you get invited to go to this World Cup League. And so at the end of March, they did a World Cup League in L.A., and uh, it was inside a velodrome, oh. so it was so weird. These people were asking me, where are you going? I'm going to the velodrome. Oh, yeah, you're going to do some laps around the track for the rear people that actually knew about bicycles and, like, the track racing. 
And uh, I'm like, actually, I'm going to be on a stationary trainer in the center of the velodrome. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the ah. only thing more boring than doing anyway, laps so- in a velodrome is sitting on a trainer inside a velodrome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. There was definitely, it was definitely a different dynamic than sitting at home on my trainer and like racing because there's people standing all over the place and there's a bar and people are like, go, 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 go. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not used to this. Why are these people cheering for me at home on my trainer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it, and it was incredibly hot in there. It was like, and I live in Texas, so I usually don't keep my AC that high, and I feel like my, my room is a sweat box <laughs> sometimes when I have, like, get going on the trainer. But, yeah, uh, it was like 75-ish oh in there, which is pretty hot for most people, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was a blast. It was a different format. So each week you do, like, uh, a race that's around, like, 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes uh, long, and you're doing it at home, and you're logging in. You know, you're using either a smart trainer or a power power meter to measure your power, and you have to wear a heart rate monitor and make sure that you're a real person, not a robot. Um, <clears throat> and then, basically, yeah, you go to this live event, and it was three different stages. Well, okay, back up. There was a uh, semifinals heat that you had to do first, and uh, basically the top four of the semifinals heat made it to an elite bracket, and then the bottom ones made it to the performance bracket. So each person that participated uh, actually won Hmm. money and uh, basically covers the cost of your travel. And uh, basically, I was leading for most of it, and then I got out-sprinted in the last stage. So the first stage is a hill climb, which is funny. I don't live anywhere with hills, and I won the hill climb. And then uh, the next one was a, a road race, and I got third. I was out sprinted. Uh, darn triathlon needs to work on our sprint. And uh, the last one, I was out sprinted. It was a crit race, and uh, I ended up getting second. And by getting second, I actually won more money than like most female pros do on major circuit races. So. Uh, yeah, I actually can say, based on the rules for CVR, the league that that's in the name of it, I can actually say that I'm a professional huh. <laughs> Swift racer. In in C- so CVR, are they affiliated with Swift, or they just put on the event? Ah, they just put on the event. So you know, they they don't really not work together, sure. but they don't really work together. And yeah. and is that the major um, circuit? For, for Zwift as far as racing is concerned? Yeah, so if you look on Zwift uh, under the app or just online, there's races like every single minute almost, it seems like, at least every hour. Um, so there's a lot of different leagues or teams out there in Zwift that are doing races. And so there's a lot of big names out there, but this one's the biggest. Um, this is the only one that you can do where you're winning hmm. money right now. <clears throat> the other ones, you're just like, Winning, mm-hmm. like, hey, I won, you know, like just the bragging rights. So that's the difference between this and I guess all the other races out there. And so is this something that you're focused on right now? <clears throat> yeah, actually, we're in the Spring League and I am racing at 7 a.m. Central Time. That's the time of my zone. And it is. This next Tuesday will be week number seven, and you basically the winner is the best six of eight. And so I have won five of the <clears throat> five of the five races that I've done. I had to take a Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. I had to take a, a week off to go run a marathon or after my marathon to recover. I went and did big surf. <laughs> That's right. You did. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if I win next week, then that means I for sure am going back again. <laughs> Holy Christ. So then you do these races in, anywhere. So you're you're in, at your house in, in Texas doing it. But then if you win for the championship is all held in the same location? Yeah, yeah. So basically this next one's in Vancouver. It's in a velodrome again. Hopefully this one's cooler. Uh, but uh, we're going to, yeah, basically everybody weighs in. You get your height measured. So it's no weight doping or anything like that. Because that is a legitimate concern with people on uh, Zwift. Oh, and I know. So, and gender doping, too, is the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. There's a couple people that are, um, people think they're guys and that are racing as girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But <clears throat> I'm not going to worry about that. I, I don't care. I'm just going to try to beat whoever they are, guy or girl. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, everybody weighs in and everything like that. And we're all in the same calibrated equipment. So it's not like somebody has a better power meter or, you know, can, like, tweak that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very legit um, setup for Zwift, I would say. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, – yeah. There's, it's just different having people standing next to you, like <laughs> cheering you on and all that. <laughs> so, so I have, I have two, two questions. Um, so you get to bring, but you get to bring your own bike. Oh yeah. You can rent one too. Some people actually from like another country rented a, a bike and then put it on a trainer, but yeah, I definitely am bringing my own bike. <laughs> okay. And then these are all, but you're not, you're not racing with a team. It's a solo performance. Ha. <laughs> So you say that, <clears throat> but actually there's like all these different teams in Zwift. And so I am hoping that one of my teammates, so I'm on team, my name and my team is Draft. I saw that. Okay. Yep. And uh, there's another girl that looks like she's going to win her zone. So there could be team play. So basically there was team play in the last one. There was four people. Um, and then I'm one team and the girl that won, she was on that team. So hmm, there's that. So uh, definitely teamwork can play a difference in the dynamics of the race. In any race, actually, there is teamwork, just like in normal cycling, road racing. There's certain tactics that they try to deploy in Zwift. Now, I have my own personal opinions on the drafting effect because I don't know if you've ever, have you ever raced in Zwift before? So I, I, I train on Zwift. I've never done a race, but I've done some group rides and um, have kind of not really dealt with the draft, but it, it's kind of screwy, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Yeah. So the draft effects, basically a solo breakaway is really hard. You have to time it very, very well. I feel like it's easier to do solo breakaways in real life. I've had a few of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's my preference and my winning style. Anybody that watches any of my races, which all this stuff is streamed live so you or recorded. So you can definitely see awesome. how most people race. And it's kind of funny because they also stream people at home with like me and my sports bra or like a dude and his bibs <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's definitely different. But um yeah, it feels like basically when you try to do a solo breakaway and you have five seconds up the road, the the group behind you in a blob like the normal Peloton seems to have almost a more unfair advantage of catching back up to the solo breakaway. So you really have to lay down 
serious watts to break away and stay away. <laughs> huh. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, going back, the reason why I asked about the team thing. So when I saw the, the Zwift, they did a world championship, maybe a country championship a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong, but I, there was actual teams where there was a people like on the same team in a room riding and they had a race director um, and there were some team tactics. Yeah, but that's but probably my that. team that you're talking about. And you're talking about the USA national championship, probably. Uh, yeah, that's there. Yeah, it was cra- it was like watching a stage race. Um, I mean, there was, you know, headsets and microphones and there was tactics. And um, but then fast forward to your race. That doesn't seem right. So in other words, unless a teammate of yours wins their division, then you're not going to have any teammates out there. Right. Yeah. So basically, I want my teammate to win so we can work together, of course. Yeah. But if you don't have any teammates out there, uh, there might be an unfair advantage. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, may the strongest person win. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I get it. And I'm not, I'm not, I, I just, I guess, I just think it's really interesting that the, um, uh, how much goes into this, right? It's just, it's just pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So, so what is your, you know, so when, so knowing all this, what do you do? Like, what do you do differently training wise? Or do you, you know, what, what is your strategies? What are you thinking when you're out there? Well, you know, road racing versus Zwift racing is really different. Um, I don't care what anybody says, but (laughs) yeah. uh, Riding outside, you have, Basically, in Zwift racing, you can go through people. You can't go through people in real life. <laughs> and plus, you have, like, the, the lane laws. So, basically, you're supposed to stay in one lane of traffic. You can't go over the center lane to pass people. So, you definitely get blocked a lot more in real life. And positioning makes one hell of more of a dis- difference in real life than it does in, in Zwift. However, there's certain things that are similar. So... Like if you want to, you know, possibly break away from people or you want to make them hurt, then you go really hard on the hills, just like you would in real life. And you attack on the hills because that's where you can make the most time up on other people. So there's definitely similarities as far as like how I train. Well, now I've started cycling pretty much only and taking away the swimming and running now that I finished that marathon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Except for the, except for the marathon you threw in there. (laughs) Yeah. Which I qualified for Boston again. And that is a very hard marathon to try that at. But uh, I would like to credit my cycling training for that anyway. Anyway. So yeah, most of Zwift races are like 45 minutes to an hour. You really don't find too many that are longer than that and if you're really a good time trialist with um a lot of matches to burn so you can change here and there and then a good sprint at the end you'll do really good at swift racing um because you don't get to in real life you get to coast and you know you occasionally hit your brakes you don't hit your brakes on a swift race you're in the trainer (laughs) (laughs) so that's uh definitely uh the biggest difference i would say as far as training for them no i'm i'm gonna train the same for pretty much indoor outdoor except for maybe I don't have to do the longest long rides but I do race outside um I've been doing this uh crit race series that um so basically last year was my first year racing outside my first year racing in Zwift towards the end of the year 
Um, so I'm really just new to this whole cycling thing. And so I've been trying to uh, gain a lot of experience. And basically, I catted up from a five to a three, and I'm almost a two if I wanted to uh-huh. be. But I'm trying to sit at the threes to get more experience and learn tactics and such. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to learn with cycling. It's not just you go out and you ride a bike. (laughs) There's a lot more than that (laughs) that goes into it. A lot more than I thought, like initially. So being a triathlete, you're used to being like steady state power and stay in your own little bubble. And it's definitely polar opposite (laughs) when it comes to cycling racing, which... I did really good, and I have the numbers, and I'm strong enough, obviously, if I can pull it off on the trainer, um, I can definitely do it outside. It's just a know-how, inexperience that I'm definitely gaining. (laughs) So, basically, I have the engine. I just am working on the mind part. (laughs) Yeah, I think you – that's incredible. So, my whole background is triathlon. So, I've just – yeah, I've been in the the triathlon bubble, and just a couple years ago, I started watching stage races, and – they're so interesting to me that I'm just totally addicted to watching. I watch all the spring classics. Now I'm watching the Giro that's happening right now mm-hmm. only because of the tactics. Like it's one thing to watch somebody throw down, you know, whatever, 400, 500, 600 Watts, which is cool. But to watch the tactics that goes into it is just so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And stage races are fun. Uh, unfortunately in Texas, there's only a limited amount um, of races. There's more here than there is a lot of other States. So I don't want to say that it's bad, but in Houston, there's a limited amount. So basically I have to drive three hours to get to any decent races. And uh, there was one stage race that I did and it was so close. Uh, I just barely got second, but it was so much fun because it's a, a time trial and then you do a crit and then you do a road race. And I'm like, pretty equal in all three obviously i'm a decent time trialist and I'm, my sprint's getting better i just sprint better in real life than i do on the trainer <laughs> and then hilly road races are great for me because apparently i'm okay at hills too so yeah it's really fun it's good like dynamics and yeah there's a lot more tactics than you probably think initially <laughs> yeah yeah you, know, you brought up a point i wanted to ask you is there an advantage to, to riding a, a time trial bike in the zwift um events so an actual like triathlon no there isn't actually you don't you don't want to be on a tt bike because um yeah if you sit in the aero bars your um positioning is different so it is it there's no arrow of well okay in the game if you select an arrow like a tt bike then you are more aero than a lot of other bikes that basically are standard with swift however on a TT bike in Zwift in a race, you can't draft off of anybody. So I would not recommend doing a TT bike in the game. And then in real life on a TT bike, positioning is different. Um, definitely not needing to be that arrow <laughs> when you're on. The yeah, track. right. Because you don't need the, you don't need the wind aerodynamics. No, so breathing wise, you're probably going to be sitting in your hoods the whole entire time because you're going to be gasping for air because Zwift races are hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, no, you definitely want, so the, you want the, the dream bike, right? The Tron bike. So you got to go climb Everest, uh, what is it? Five times. And, um, yeah, I, I'm a level 25. I got my level 25 before I got the Tron bike. Cause I didn't know it existed. And so it's this super fast bike that's been tested and there's all these blogs and stuff out there. So people can get really into this. Thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm into it because I'm trying to win money on it, so <laughs> it makes sense for me to uh, read up all this stuff. But 
Yeah, there's been actual tests and like comparisons of what's the lightest and the fastest and the best bike to have in Zwift and this Tron bike with the glowing wheels is typically the, the best one. So when you go to race in these events, it's it everybody is on a different bike in Zwift. Yeah, pretty much everybody's on that Tron bike because... Yeah, because they, they all go for it, right? Yeah, unless they're not, like, they're newer in Zwift and they don't, you know, have that super fast bike yet. <laughs> okay. And what, um, can you switch bikes for each event on Zwift at the CVR? You can. I didn't because, I mean, the Tron bike's it's, pretty much yeah. the best. There is one that, so with this new Alp du Zwift... Um, mm-hmm. There's a new lightweight set, uh, not lightweight wheels that I haven't unlocked yet. I got this helmet and the gloves, but yeah, there's a new set of wheels when paired with, I forgot which bike it was. I think it was a, one of the treks. Uh, so it's the lightest bike and supposedly the best one. So maybe for the hill climb, maybe I'd consider changing that. But honestly, I probably, the Tron bike is like a couple seconds off. So just go with the same thing just to keep it easier. <laughs> Less stress. <laughs> This, that's awesome this is like this is such a cool conversation um, <laughs> about swift and it's just it's funny and you said it before so you you personally think you can win make more money on swift racing than outside racing ha! you know that's a joke um i went and got third place at this crit the other day um i got first the first week and then third this last week the first week getting first i won twenty dollars <laughs> twenty twenty dollars to register <laughs> And then this last week, it cost me $20 to register, and I won five bucks <laughs> and a t-shirt. <laughs> so this other CVR race, I won 2600 bucks. Uh, so Holy crap. Yeah, one pays a lot more than the other. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm, re- I'm riding my trainer all the time anyways. I invested in this trainer forever ago. And it's well paid for itself. Uh, and yeah, it's very, no gas money, no headache. It's just roll out of bed and go. <laughs> That's awesome. This is, this is cool. So thank you so much for uh, having this conversation with me. It's, it's, I enjoy it. If, if nobody else enjoys it, I'm enjoying it. So, <laughs> but, but I know a lot of my listeners and followers are big into Zwift. And I actually had Jordan Rapp as one of my guests. Yeah um a while ago and it was it, it it's like you know a bunch of kids talking about video games it's just so awesome <laughs> so much fun it is like there's a whole like there's this whole streaming service that people basically can watch it on and there's like thousands of people that have watched these races on it so there's definitely people that are interested in it <laughs> well and i also think it's interesting that there's money being thrown at it too so it's not just this you know a bunch of idiots in their basement doing it it's actual real money and real sponsors behind it yeah there's yeah there are real sponsors um and definitely good sponsors behind the race so yeah it's definitely a growing trend i think but it's weird also because if you talk, you know, if you look at pro cyclists, you know, they've never ridden on trainers, right? It was always, you're going out and you're doing all your miles outside six, seven days a week. Doesn't matter, raining, snowing, sleeting. Um, but now a lot more, to your point, are doing it indoors, you know, tri- triathletes and also cyclists. Yeah, it's a good way to keep your easy days really easy. If you have an easy day, it's harder to do that in a group ride because you want to stay with the group. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, like you do let the competitive, if you're a professional cyclist, you're very competitive. So you, it's really hard to turn that off, even though it's supposed to be an easy day. So if you're on Zwift and you're just kind of chilling by yourself, well, then 
you know, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Claudia, as we wrap this up, I want to allow you to give a plug for uh, CB, is it CBR, CBAR? So CBAR Performance. It CBAR, for... sorry. See, I should have asked you at the beginning. I got your last name right, but I can't get your freaking name right. So. <laughs> no worries, no worries. It throws people for a loop. So what it stands for is Completely Badass Racing Performance. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think you awesome. appreciate that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm mainly focused in triathlon coaching, um, kind of ventured out and helped some cyclists and some uh, runners as well. Uh, obviously, swimming is not my forte, as I said earlier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm helping. I've helped some people do their first uh, half Ironmans. I had one guy take off over an hour in six months from his initial first one. So that's definitely awesome. And then like Libby had a PR just this yep. um, a couple of days ago and she was doing her Ironman race pace instead of half Ironman race pace. So she's definitely seen a lot of improvements and then she's going to go do her first Ironman. That's so exciting. And yeah, I have a new girl I'm working with doing her first half. So yeah, and then I have somebody training to try to qualify for Kona. So I got uh, and oh, and an Ultraman. So <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot different uh, athletes that I work with, and it's fun. Not everybody's out there to try to win everything either. <laughs> cool. And how to? Um, what's the website for Cbar Performance? Cbarperformance.com. Perfect. So you know, some I ask that question, people are like, "Well, it was already taken, so it's." Uh... <laughs> yeah. No. Keep it simple. <laughs> nice. Do you uh, do you do Zwift coaching? You know, I I should. That would right. Be a good. Um, wait, it's very simple. I mean, honestly, it's pretty much like cycling coaching could be just basically in training peaks. That's what I work with, and basically you build all your workouts in there, and then you can just download them into Zwift. So pretty much the same thing yeah yeah but i think more the tactical side of the racing yeah like no it, there's it, a it, lot a lot more than just like basically people don't know the zwift races start off really fast so you actually have to do some training in your warm-up as well to get used to that so yeah there is actually a lot to learn that knowledge i could give out there idea. you go yeah you heard it here first yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome so Claudia Baring, you are on Instagram at claudia.baring and uh, cbarperformance.com is your company. And I truly appreciate you coming on my show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, this has been great. It's always fun to talk about yourself and talk about what we love. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Claudia, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you too. Bye. All right, there you have it, my conversation with Claudia Baring. She is just a totally cool chick, and I'm really glad that Libby introduced me to her. And looking forward to seeing Claudia kick some ass this weekend at the CBR World Cup in Vancouver. So again, give Claudia a follow, claudia.baring on Instagram. Follow her team, which is at Ride Draft, and then go follow at CBR World Cup and of course, go follow at Go Zwift because all of those uh, intertwine together into one virtual reality world of indoor cycling. All right, 
that's all I have for you today. Just want to thank everybody who's listening, who's sharing, who's giving me the five stars, and who continues to follow me on Instagram and give me some cool comments. This is really a fun journey. Um, I've been putting a lot more stuff out there on Strava, so be sure to follow me over on Strava. And also want to give a huge shout out, as always, to Zane Cycles. Zane's Cycles for supporting my pod and my triathlon career, my triathlon season. Uh, you can find them at Zane Cycles on Instagram or zanes.com. All right, everybody, until next time, talk soon.